We are now joined by Bunker Hill State Senator Andy Menar. Andy, welcome to the new program. I've literally crossed a hall. It's more me, less Justin Bieber, which is very good. Uh, but anyway, it's good to have you with us, sir. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, Andy, let's start off with this. What What is your take so far on how the governor has handled this crisis? I give him an A. I give his entire team an A. Um, they faced... Um, circumstances every hour of every day since this started uh, weeks ago uh, from uh, making sure that testing is done across the state uh, despite challenges with that, um, starting with the CDC to procuring uh, PPE and flights uh, through FedEx from China uh, to the state to bring back much-needed equipment for first-line staff and first responders so I give them an A. There, there's clearly no Chris work that we still have to do at the Department of Employment Security. Um, that's not because of a lack of work. It's just uh, uh, the volume that the state is facing in terms of applications for unemployment. Uh, but overall, I think uh, Governor Pritzker and his team have handled the response very well. But, Senator, a lot of your Republican colleagues are saying uh, they've been left out of this. The legislature's been left out of it. The governor is basically on his own making decisions that are dramatically impacting uh, the entire state, its economy, its future. Should lawmakers be more involved in some of these decisions? Uh, Well, I I would disagree with that uh, statement, Jim. Um, The the governor is doing things on his own to some extent. That's what um, has to happen uh, when there's a global health pandemic, I mean, the, the legislature can't meet. We don't. We we're not a functioning branch of government at the moment in terms of official action because what we do by nature is a group decision, and that just can't take place today without uh, putting lives at risk. And we'll figure out a way to do that eventually, but today we're not doing that. So that calls on the executive uh, to do what every other executive in the country is doing. Uh, which is make decisions pursuant to the guardrails that are put in uh, the law and both provided by not just the law but our Constitution. But then there's the communication. Anybody who says that uh, the governor and his staff aren't communicating to the legislature just isn't telling uh, isn't telling the truth. I mean, it, I could show you my inbox, Jim, and I would show you dozens of emails over the course of a couple days from uh, the administration on details of what they are doing, how they are doing it, when they are doing it, how much it's costing, why they are doing it. Um, That's in addition to um, conference call after conference call after conference call to talk about every aspect of uh, the state's response. So um, I think we're venturing into politics here. I I think that's unproductive, frankly, and um, I think we should just focus on the response. The the, the more we do that, the better off we're all going to be. State Senator Andy Menar is with us on the WMAY morning news feed at 716 on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Senator, when the legislature finally does reconvene, what is the first item you'd like to see them tackle? Budget. Uh, we have we have in, incredible budget challenges uh, facing us, uh, not just in the coming fiscal year, which starts on July 1st, uh, but for the remainder of this fiscal year, the governor, again, stepped forward yesterday and proactively outlined um, in very real and clear terms what that uh, what that challenge is going to be. Uh, now, Jim, back to your question. There's an example. The governor didn't have to do that yesterday. Um, in the middle of this pandemic, he could have, uh, you know, he could have kicked that football um, uh, down, down the field and waited to do what he did yesterday, but he's being transparent about the budget challenges. So, 
when when we uh, convene session, I think there will be a narrow window for us to take up a, a small set of issues, and those issues should be focused on the state's finances and the state's fiscal health, as well as whatever response is needed uh, through legislation to the pandemic. Senator, what do you think has to happen to avoid financial disaster? Uh, we have to continue to be disciplined. You know, keep in mind, Chris, that we're operating off of a budget this fiscal year that was a bipartisan success. Um, and I'm going to say that one more time because people, for you know, people forget this. Uh, legislators forget this that that we passed a bipartisan balanced budget last year. We're still operating off of that for the remainder of this fiscal year for for a couple more months. Um, that that budget brought incredible stability and um, brought to the state something that had eluded us for for many many years, even long before uh, Governor Rauner took office. So. In a very short amount of time, we brought stability and discipline to budgeting in Illinois, and we're operating off of that budget today. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we did that. Uh, we, we should remember that bipartisan success, and we should build off of it. And if we do that, I think we're going to be able to solve challenges. Now, that's not going to make decision-making any easier. Don't get me wrong. We we face an enormous amount of challenges that, that are of a nature that I don't think we've ever faced, frankly, in the state. Um, but it's going to take time, it's going to take patience, and it's going to most of all take people working together. Senator, bipartisan cooperation is a lot easier when you have uh, low unemployment, a lot of revenue coming in. As you noted, a lot of tough uh, choices are, are facing us here. Any idea where we start cutting to make up a multi-billion dollar hole in, in the revenues we've been expecting? Well, you know, every day, Jim, we, we spend, uh, I say we, um, Democrats and Republicans in the Senate, the the budget, uh, the budgeteers, we call ourselves. Uh, we spend time on the phone. We, we'll have a call this morning again at nine o'clock, and uh, every day we sift through a piece of the budget um, for, for two reasons. Number one, to um, to identify potential reductions, like you just mentioned. Um, number two, we you know we try to get a greater sense of this puzzle that we're we're looking at with moving part. You know, this puzzle has moving pieces and. Um, some pieces aren't even on the table yet, and we're trying to put it together. And every day we get a little more clear picture of what we're facing. Um, but at the end of the day, I know one thing. You solve problems by talking to each other. You don't solve problems by, by locking people out of the room or by not having dialogue and discussion. We know what that looks like, right? We had that for four years. We can't go back there. So regardless of the size of the challenge, whether it's going to be difficult cuts or um, whether, you know, it's going to be trying to uh, piece together federal revenues with um, with state losses in revenue or advocate to the federal government for direct aid for revenue loss. Uh, the way we get that accomplished is by working together, continuing the daily dialogue, which is happening today, and hopefully that will lead to a product that uh, will be good for the state despite mounting mounting challenges. Uh, Senator, uh, we're seeing some rumblings on social media. We know we've seen protests in places like Michigan and Ohio, uh, people demanding that the economy be reopened. There's some rumblings. We could see a similar protest here uh, in Illinois on May 1st if the governor doesn't uh, significantly relax the stay-at-home order restrictions. What kind of unrest are, are you hearing about out there? And are you concerned that people will stop willingly going along with, the, with this order as this drags on? Um, 
you know, of course, I'm hearing uh, frustration, Jim. There's there's no question about that. I'm frustrated. I mean, count me in. Um, but we have to rely on public health experts and um, scientists and epidemiologists to tell us when it's appropriate uh, to begin to reopen the economy so that we don't put ourselves in a worse position, not just with um, our collective public health, but you know, we were just talking about the state budget. You know, we face an enormous amount of challenges with the state's fiscal uh, condition in the coming uh, months and even years. Uh, if we do this too quickly, um, that's going to be compounded. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking this morning, I, I would like nothing more uh, than to have been able to um, go to the Capitol this morning and go through my normal routine and stop by Cafe Moxo and have a bowl of oatmeal and a cup of coffee and be able to talk to people that um, that I haven't talked to now in weeks, weeks and weeks. Um, I miss doing that. I miss it incredibly. I miss, um, I miss uh, everything about the job uh, that I've been given by the voters, the 48th Senate District, which is an incredible privilege. I miss, um, I miss doing regular things, um, but, but we can't reopen the economy if it's too soon. Um, I think there's some things that we can do in the very near future, according to what I'm reading and what people are telling me, um, that, that know these things. Um, but we, we have to be very careful. If we do this too soon, Jim, it's going to make the situation worse, uh, which is going to prolong uh, the agony and the discomfort that we're all feeling today. And finally, Senator, what do you think is going to happen with the Illinois State Fair? You know, that's a good question. Um, that question has popped up a couple of times um, this week to me that people have asked uh, because of not just because of its um, importance to the state, but because of its importance to the district that I represent. Um, I think it's an open question today. And I would I would go back to my previous answer to Jim's question. Chris, and that is we should we should ask um, we, we should make an assessment at the appropriate time and ask uh, public health professionals what the best uh, route is for uh, the state fair, which of course is in August. But in between now and then, uh, you know, I coach little league baseball and I had to tell my 10 year old son, he lives for this. Um, and the boys that I coach live for this every year. And it's unlikely that we're going to have a season this year, um, at least a full season. And it brought my 10 year old son to tears. So in between now and the state fair, there's a whole lot of things that happen over the summer. And I think in the very near future, we're going to get some direction from uh, both the Department of Public Health and the CDC on how these things will be handled. All right, very good. Senator Andy Menard, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And again, if there's anything you need from us, just give us a call, okay? 